The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Joined by Daniel McConnell, political editor of the Irish Examiner. So explain to us what's happening with this eviction ban, please. Yeah, so the government has agreed today, Matt, to introduce what they're not calling an eviction ban, but a moratorium on on, um, eviction notices, which will last until the, uh, which will take effect until the 31st of March 2023. The hope is that the government will now be in a position to pass the legislation through the Houses of the Oireachtas um, within the next 12 days or so, so it will come into effect on November 1st. Now, there were calls from Mary Lou Macdonald, the leader of the opposition, the Sinn Féin president, at uh, Leader's Question earlier on today to do it this week in order to kind of bring that, that uh, forward even, even further. However, obviously, you know, the, 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 the week's legislation has already sort of been agreed to, but that, that, that may change. So it's on schedule now to essentially be in place uh, uh, from... Uh, November 1st until the the the, the, the end of uh, uh, the end of March of next year. Now the significance here of that is you know the government has really been very reluctant to get into the space of a uh, ban on evictions. It did so. Uh, during COVID-19 on two occasions when we were essentially at level five lockdown. But because of that very stringent constitutional provision that which protects the individual property rights, the government has essentially been loath to kind of get into a position where it, it could introduce a measure like this on an ongoing or permanent or even semi-permanent basis. So ultimately what it is, it, it, it seems that, you know, given the cost of living crisis, the extraordinary influx of people, the extreme shortage on, on, on uh, kind of the, the, the accommodation stock across the country, it justifies it justifies itself itself essentially as an emergency. The difficulty, however, unlike COVID, the, you know, the question being asked by a lot of people is: Well, if we get to the end of March next year, what will be different, and what will what will be sufficiently different um, that, that won't severely impact on those that, that this essentially ban is seeking to protect? So um, the government says it is. It, it considers it it's the legislation to be robust enough. It has checked with the Attorney General, and it's it's satisfied that it will essentially um, kind of stand up to, to any sort of potential challenge because we know that the Irish Property Owners Association uh, signalled their intention uh, or certainly flew the kite earlier on today that it would be willing to look at a challenge when it saw the, the, uh, the, the detail of this plan from the government. Yes, sir, so, Daniel, we actually had asked Mary Conway, the chairperson of the Irish Property Owners Association, to join us. She had agreed to do so and she withdrew about an hour ago uh, saying that they're not commenting on the introduction of the eviction ban until they get full details of what's been proposed by government. It, it doesn't stop them from saying that what is being introduced is an extremely prejudicial move against our rights and interests as small landlords. Are there any exceptions likely to be available? So if somebody, for example, does destroy the premises or damage the premises, can they still be evicted? What if somebody has a genuine real need that they can prove to get the tenancy out so that they can put it maybe a family member in there? Yeah, there will be exemptions, Matt, and, and particularly those who are engaged in antisocial behaviour or if there's been a pattern or a systemic sort of non-payment, then they will not be included or by these protections. Uh, however, ultimately, you know, all other reasons, as, as it was the case under COVID-19, uh, all other reasons will essentially be, have to be put on hold and ultimately you know, there will not be a, a, a way to kind of re- remove these the people from, uh, from the property. Um, so I'm just looking at the notes here. It will still be possible 
possible to serve a notice of termination during the winter um, uh, to a tenant who simply chooses not to pay his or her rent or is in breach of uh, uh, other tenant obligations and where the tenant is at fault, the tenancy can be terminated during the winter subject to the usual notice periods being given. So there are still clearly exemptions, Matt, um, that, that, that will kick in. However, the, the fear is, or from a landlord's perspective, is that all you're simply doing is, is, is storing up trouble for down the line for when this ban will be lifted at the end of March. Stay with us, Daniel. I want to bring in Pat Doyle, Chief Executive of the Peter McFerry Trust. He's also President of the Irish Council for Social Housing. What do you make of this announcement? Well, we welcome it, Matt. Um, in fact, we called for it. Um, I was down at the Fianna Fáil think tank in September, and that was one of the measures I put forward. Now, it wasn't on its own. I said that we need to support the private rented sector. Um, we need to you know, make sure that it's viable and that it's that the appropriate tax breaks. But we had a very bad first quarter with COVID. We had um, the war broke out in, in Ukraine in February. Um, uh, there was a lot of uncertainty in the markets. Materials were more expensive. And our own building programme in the Peter McFerry Trust, for example, is about three months behind. So what, have, what do we know? We know now that um, homelessness is up to 10,800 10, and it's been rising steadily for the last 10 months. And what we've been saying to government is let's have a temporary ban just to allow people to stay where they are for the winter. That's a good thing anyway. They do that in France and other European countries. Every winter in France, you can't evict anybody uh, into the winter. You can't evict people uh, between November and March. And we're saying just let people stay where they are for the moment because homeless services are under huge pressure. Numbers are very high. And we've twice as many people being evicted now than there were in 2019. So our, our motto was if we could just have a temporary one till the end of the winter, into early April, then that would allow some of the building programmes and some of the housing that's due to come in stock to catch up to where it should have been at. And that it would just give, it's not the only thing, it's not going to be a panacea, but it would reduce some of the numbers coming in and give us a chance to get the housing stock in and the homeless beds up. Okay, but what do you say to people, landlords in particular, who are saying that this could be a license for people to avoid making their payments? Well, I think I think that's been said a million times by government, by ourselves, by every NGO in the country that this is a non a no fault uh, um, eviction ban. If there's a reason to evict, if there's a, if people aren't paying rent, if people aren't complying, if people if there's other things going on, then people can uh, um, uh, uh, and will be able to evict under those circumstances. What we're saying is just. Um, evicting now to put the house on the market, evicting now because you want to get out of it. If we can just wait till the spring um, and allow, you know, this is going to be a difficult winter. We've more people in beds than ever before and we're under pressure and it's been going up every month, every month, every month. And at the same time, we're still trying to catch up on the building programme. So it was really to allow the building programme to catch up with the numbers. And, you know, this is one measure that might help. I mean, in in November, or in October um, 2019, 264 people, or 264 tenancies had been uh, given notice to quit. This year, we're up to 461. Okay, Pat, this is much higher who says, my notice has already been served. I will be homeless in mid-January. Do I have any protection under this moratorium? My child has special needs and we have nobody to move in with. So if somebody's already received their notice, are they going to be helped by this? I heard some of the opposition parties ask the Taoiseach that today. um, And I think um, 
in my own sense of what I'm hearing, I didn't think it was very clear, but my own sense of what I'm hearing is that uh, it's only for new notices that would be given once the ban comes into place on the 1st of November. So I'm not sure that poor individual family will, will, will gain anything. And, and we will need to make provision for those individuals and there will be notices to quit that have been given over the last few months. So they'll still be coming in. This ban is to stop uh, a further avalanche coming in and just to give us a chance to catch up. But Matt, outside of all of this, in principle, evicting people into the winter um, when homeless beds are under their absolute most pressure, when, you know, um, we're in, you know, like we've, you know, we're under such competing pressures at the moment for, 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 for beds. Why would you want to evict somebody from into the winter? Hold off and, you know, give us a chance. That's, that's really what we were looking for. OK, Pat Doyle, thank you for joining us from the Peter McVary Trust. Daniel McConnell, if it only applies to notices that are given after the date that the legislation is introduced, mm. would that not suggest that there's going to be a rash of evictions over the next couple of weeks? It does, but I, I just have a briefing note, Matt, that, that's been issued by the Department of Finance, and it just says that any person who has, at present, a valid no-fault notice of termination served will not have their tenancy terminated during the winter emergency period. Oh. The deferred date for the termination of such a tenancy will take effect based on a number of factors on a phased basis between the 1st and the 18th of April, and uh, sorry, the 1st of April and the 18th of June 2023. Now, the Taoiseach in the Dáil did suggest what Pat had said, that, that they wouldn't be protected until the day after after the note, but the note from the Department of Finance would certainly suggest otherwise. Listener here says, I'm a single house landlord who served notice during the summer. I'm selling as it costs me more each year than I make. I'm not left with uncertainty on the notice and fear this will encourage my tenant to not leave. The problem is supply. Um, what do you think will happen to that person, Daniel, from that yeah. note you've just read? Yeah, it's a difficult one, Matt, because again, like, like there are going to be individual circumstances and individual kind of, pro, you know, um, kind of, kind of uh, factors that will determine e- each criteria. However, what they did say is that, um, you know, if a person is served in a notice of termination during the winter emergency period, the, the notice of termination can be served but cannot take effect during that period. So ultimately, if you're put on notice that, you know, you can say, listen, come April, you will have to move house, but you simply won't have to move house before April but you will know that come the end of that um, period that person will, will, will come in under that and they're also saying that there won't be a cliff edge on, on April 1st and notices of terminations um, which have been issued um, will, will obviously have to take will have to take account of a, num- of a number of factors i.e. when it was served the duration of the tenancy so therefore there shouldn't be a cliff edge uh, come, come April 1st but there will be obviously individual factors that will determine the reason why any person will, will, will have to leave or, okay. or not leave but ultimately you know that, that risk and there will be, I suppose, given that I suppose, the TFG indicated one way in the doll in the last couple of hours and now the Department of Finance are saying something different, there will, I suppose, probably be a need for further clarification in the next couple of hours because, um, you know, if the situation was as the TFG described and as Pat understood it in his contribution, then there is likely to be that, that glut of, of termination notices within the next couple of weeks. OK, just one other thing briefly. Um, what about the concrete block levy that was introduced in the budget? Yeah, so Pascal Dunne, who has essentially announced an effective um, U-turn uh, on his budget day proposal, he was looking at a levy of 10% uh, on blocks coming from or starting on April 1st next year. He's now 
announced a new rate of the levy at 5% and it's not going to kick in until September the 1st of next year and this is essentially to allow more time for all stakeholders to prepare for its introduction. I think Matt this was a classic example of you know when the budget got um, brought forward um, you know certain elements get rushed uh, and certain uh, you know elements probably weren't politically proofed sufficiently um, and this is one of those areas where Pascal has had to go back to the drawing board amidst an awful lot of angst and frustration from his own troops uh, on his backbenches and uh, um, you know, in the Fine Gael party as well. So he's had to go back to the drawing board. There is a bit of a mea culpa kind of hands up here. Um, but I, I think the damage is somewhat limited because, you know, in the context of an 11 billion euro budget, this is relatively small scale. He will paint it as a somewhat of a victory that he's not backing down on the principle of a levy. It will still kick, still kick in just at a later date. Thank you very much, Simon McConnell, political editor of the Irish uh, Examiner. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4:30. Today, F-